Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, it is just three old regulars, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, so I'm Liam and then we've got Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello. Oh, wow. That was, you just went for a different tone. I like <laughs> I it. I thought I'd try something else. Add a, add a bit of personality. I like it. Yeah, not that yeah, you don't yeah. normally have personality. <laughs> That's not what I'm yeah. saying at all. That's all right. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I'm sort of, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. We're about to start a season. And this time last week, I was a bit like, meh. Is it really starting? Next week, I'll be really excited. And I feel exactly the same <laughs> as I did last week. But I yeah. am excited and I know I'll be nervous come Saturday. Um, I actually completely agree, Liam. Um, I, well, the way I'm the way I, I agree with the very last thing you said then that I think I'll be excited come Saturday. But I, 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 I'm just my current concern is I'd usually be more excited three days before the first game of the season, um, I think. But I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just currently not quite there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I yeah. think it's obviously because of the situation in the world, but um, it's not the same, is it? It's yeah, just not I mean, quite... imagine that as a podcast, all of us going, I've just sort of fallen out of love with the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't understand why. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did, um, that being said, I did watch the Wimbledon game. I did, um keep up with Twitter on the Chelsea game. I just can't bring myself to pay to watch that competition. Um, no. But I was invested in those results. And even even though that second competition is one I don't really like, each game that is being played, I'm like, I want to win it, <laughs> even though yeah. I don't care about the competition. Um, so uh, did we all watch the Wimbledon game? Uh, I listened to it. I was driving at the time, but I heard the whole thing. I'm sure what the commentators say, were saying was exactly what was happening. Um, Simon, <laughs> uh, Simon, did you watch it? I, same as Fraser. I was also driving. We weren't driving together. We were in separate cars. But no, I was, no. Also, I, was also, I was returning from the from the north. I, I was up north last week. Not, oh not yes, me. lovely not, for your birthday. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Did a bit of walking. But uh, so we, I, I was sort of speeding down the M1, trying to get into range of the um, the Radio Oxford commentary. So By speeding, was, you mean getting there promptly, but within a legal um, miles per hour. Yeah. If, I, if I did break the law, it was very, you know, in a in a very specific manner. Which I'm sure now is absolutely fine. Were you testing your eyes out whilst you yes. were doing it? Because oh, that's fine then. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, so I did listen to it yeah. in answer to your question. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I watched it because um, I wasn't driving, um, and yeah, I think uh, first sort of ten minutes, it was as good as uh, as good a, as we'd seen in the last sort of season and a half um since our form picked up i don't know it was nice free-flowing football we were finding spaces we're getting in behind the defense we were making things happen and then suddenly it was almost like um wimbledon realized oh if we just close them down all the time it um it sort of blocks up the game and and they they sort of managed the game from there um we had a few more chances in the second half i really don't know how their goal went in have you seen the highlights Yes, I have seen it now, yeah. Yeah, um, so our goal, 
there must have been plenty of spin on that shot because it seemed almost straight at the keeper and then almost veered off at the last minute. Um, and then, yeah, there you go. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, no. Their striker sort of juggled with it and then one player kicked it into Matty Taylor's face and then <laughs> James Henry kicked it into the roof of the net. So, uh, I don't know, it was just slow motion and you just knew it was going to happen. It was such the kind of goal that Wimbledon get, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was just that. Yeah. yeah. It was just that kind of thing. Yeah. It was nothing like what Radio Oxford said. Same with our goal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not going to bat. I love those guys, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, I got in trouble for slagging off the other pod recently, didn't I? So I've got to be careful now. Well, no, because apparently, <laughs> like some some people on Twitter have kicked off because there isn't a, a rivalry. <laughs> between the parts. Oh, yeah, okay, I saw this, um, yeah. In fact, I cropped up on the Radio Oxford one because although I'm very loyal to this podcast, if I get offered the chance to go on Radio Oxford, I'm, a, I'm one of those that's just like, what, yeah, yeah. five yeah. minutes of fame, I'll do that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I didn't know what that, because I saw that comment, I didn't know what they were referring to. Um, then I, I, I found out this treachery, Liam. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We can create some sort of... Uh, this is probably for later in the pod, isn't it? I've just gone into the... No, no, no. We, we still do whatever. I think, I think it's meant to be a general hatred, which... Is it? Okay. Um, which I just... I, I, and I will probably say this each pod. I just don't have. <laughs> we all like yeah. the same thing, and that's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> if it was like... A podcast about down the road. I don't even know if that exists. Um, they won't have worked out the technology for that. No, that's probably no. true. That's Although probably I didn't true. know that Yorkshire had electricity, so <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, it's just a nice friendly start, a bit of friendly fire there. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think about everyone's. Everyone's thinking of desserts. Um, yeah. Um, what are we at? Where are we? What are we talking about? Oh yeah, right. Rivalries with other pods. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, see, did we talk about this last week? How Radio Oxford have called that the joke that's about them? Well, yeah, we sort of briefly mentioned it. And did I, we? Okay, I right. think. I think isn't the joke about the people that usually phone in well, Radio Oxford? It's it, a phrase it of phone is. in gag. It, it, no, it, no, you're right. It is, but it kind of. I I I, I thought. I, I, I kind of like that it probably annoyed them a bit that we brought it up a lot because they've got to deal with with those calls, you know. And and now it's like, I kind of think no one else is ever going to phone in and do that again because they'll hear, or maybe they just won't get that that's a joke. Yeah, no, they will still phone in. Or, won't they? Yeah, or the whole point about. is it's because no one can get to the game at the moment, which I think is yeah. sort of what they're going for. But then they've gone ah, but this is the joke about the radio station. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just. There are layers to it, but it's, uh, yeah. 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 Um, but, go. I mean, I'm sure it's a, a good listen, uh, and I have to say that because I was on it. <laughs> so, although, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say, I think it was Nathan during the match uh, talked about it and introduced every other person on it. He's like, oh, listen afterwards, and I'll be Robin, and I'll be Nick, and I'll be Nathan, and, and I'll be there. Or they'll be Jerome, and I'll be there. And he was talking about himself, obviously. Um, and there'll be Stevie uh, Kinnebra, and there'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be a, a good little chat. And I was like, whoa, 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 you can't name everyone except me. <laughs> this is outrageous. I wouldn't take that, Liam. No. So, uh, who runs that thing? Is it the BBC or something? You could take them. <laughs> you could take them. I think we're, we're as big, so. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. We've probably got as, as long a future. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, satire. Satire. We don't charge pensioners to listen to this. <laughs> or, or anyone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, See, mine was more directed at the government. Yours went straight for the BBC. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, well, you've gone for them. Well, I'm an actor, so that's me not working for them. <laughs> um, right, okay. Anyway, typical lefty actor. <laughs> <laughs> what unemployed at the moment? Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, Monk. let's talk about some football. <laughs> was that oh, enough yeah. rivalry? Just let us know. Yeah. Right, we a little dig at the Yorkshire thing. I did find a, a little clip um, of Jack D talking about Yorkshire. So, Fraser, if you can put that in, put it in now. You know, I'm, to be honest, Yorkshire, Yorkshire's all right, but the people drive you nuts. They don't have a remit down your throat when you're there. Oh, well, it's Yorkshire this and Yorkshire that, and we got Yorkshire tea and Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> can I have a cup of tea? Would you like a Yorkshire biscuit? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> And now that that's done, thank you, Jack, for, for saying our piece. Um, let's talk about the Chelsea game. Did either of you watch that one? No. No. Me, me neither. <laughs> no, um, no, no. I listened to it again. <laughs> so I don't know what happened because I listened to it. No, I've watched the extended highlights. Um, and, yeah, I mean... I've got more issues with the extended highlights than any of the performances. Uh, Claire made a mistake that led to their goal, but players are going to make mistakes. They're League One players. They will do. Um, Adji was in a good place. He was in sort of a a very Matty Taylor position to take his goal. Um, and Ossie Yor, although people are just calling him Ossie now, is that because they're closer to him? Is it because they're friends? I just don't know. Um, Del, Del Boy, isn't it? aren't they all just calling him Derek? Del yeah, Boy. although it it now feels like in an interview, Carl Robinson called him Derek, and it was like, oh, has he done something wrong? He's <laughs> <laughs> on the naughty step. Um, but yeah, he broke through quite well and, and slotted it um, under the keeper quite neatly. And yeah, it was a, a good sort of tidy performance. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. It was a... Yeah. a one of one of the competitions we don't really care about is a good run around for the for most of the players that didn't play on um, Saturday. Nico Jones seems to uh, play well, take his chance, so that was good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he, we just he, don't he, want to talk about this game, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, he's kind of been missing, hasn't he, since since lockdown? Really, he did. He didn't seem to be around the club at all. But in one of the interviews I heard. He was, it was said he, he doesn't drive, so it was an, an issue with him taking public transport to get to training when they're effectively bubbling the whole um, whole squad and avoiding any contact and all of the tests and everything that was going on around that. So that seemed to be one of the issues and why he hasn't been around the around the squad. But when he came in a couple of seasons ago, Shrewsbury wasn't it? He came in yeah for the game against Shrewsbury and looked brilliant. So hopefully yeah. there's a there's a player there that will develop. Yeah, I wonder he if he can those... get like an intensive driving course <laughs> and just get yeah. just get up and running type thing. Uh, I yeah. I do find it this is not related to football, but I love that some of those courses are called crash courses. <laughs> <laughs> are they really? Yeah, you could do a, a crash course like yeah, just to to cram in the knowledge. But yeah, um, right, yeah. there we are. That's that. 
Yeah. He was one of those players, wasn't he, who, when he played in that Shrewsbury game, um, he looked great. And then he was the one of those guys who the next season, everyone was kind of saying, oh, play him again, play mm-hmm. him again. And um, because we all know more than the manager, we yeah. couldn't understand why he wasn't being played. Um, yeah. But... yeah, and I feel that way about Adji and Ossie York. Obviously, they've scored a lot in pre-season and stuff, but the amount of people before the Wimbledon game going, why is Adji not playing? Like, who are you going to drop, honestly? James mm-hmm. Henry... Um, Matty Taylor or Sykes just of yeah. those three in the positions that they're, that he can play in you're not dropping any of them surely yeah I mean it's you know it, it, it actually does look very good every time he comes on but like you say Liam it's not as if he comes on in, in place of dross you know he's he usually replaces players who are also pretty good um, yeah if, I if think... Sean Riggs playing <laughs> <laughs> Start Adri first. Yeah, if Rob Duffy comes back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird because I don't disagree with people who say he looks great when he comes on. But you know, he's as we're saying, he's not he's not replacing players who are particularly bad. In fact, he's usually you kind of feel sorry a bit for Adji because. In most clubs, you kind of feel he would start more, but um, he's got to get ahead of some really good competition, um, which is a good position to be in for us, obviously. But um, Yeah, I think yeah. he will start more this season if we're doing Saturday, Tuesday, even if we get this this other striker, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, yeah. There will be room there, and he will be the... If it's, if it's yo-yoing like it was between Matty Taylor and um, Jamie Mackey, if it's yo-yoing in the same way the games are closer together to have that third striker playing more. Um, and yeah. he also covers right and left. He's got pace um, and he's learning. So yeah. I, I think he will play more this season. Um, but before we talk about potential signings, uh, Carl Robinson has signed an extension on his contract. Um, do we think that's a, that's a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny with Carl, isn't it? Because it's, I don't think, well, not in the time I can remember. Um, Simon, you could probably have a better, <laughs> a better uh, go at this kind of, uh, this kind of pondering here. At least he's here, not but... saying your memory's going, Simon. Yeah, no, so, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, there I'm is a compliment like a there. fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, um, but I, I certainly can't think of, I, I never thought anyone would beat Michael Appleton in terms of, going from a place of being widely disliked to widely sort of adored. I think Carl might just have done it. Um, Cause I think he was, I think when Carl was at his, when, when he was under most pressure, he was more disliked than Appleton ever was. And to the place he's at now, you kind of, you'd be devastated if, if, if he went to another club. I, I don't know if we've had a manager who's gone so far from being disliked to liked um, to the, I mean, I could never have imagined just, 18 months ago thinking oh we'll be happy if Carl signs a four-year contract um you know but I mean here we are (laughs) it's a funny old game isn't it um yeah I think Chris Wilder may have done that but not whilst he's been our manager (laughs) (laughs) when he left and then suddenly on a pod (laughs) a couple of months ago you went actually I love him (laughs) well I don't know if I said that (laughs) um you know I don't know him but (laughs) Yeah, I think he, um, what shocked me, I don't know if you've seen the interview that's on iFollow. Um, uh, yes, I have, yeah. 20 minutes long, which when I look at it, it's just like, wow, that's like 
an episode of Big Bang Theory, and I do know for a fact this will be more entertaining. But I don't know why I'm digging at them now. They're not a pod, but I'm, I'm taking them on. What, what if they've got a new thing coming out and they want you to be the star? And I think, oh, let's just listen to his latest thing before we offer him the mega contract. They can oh. have it. They can oh. have it. If, if their whole joke is, let's poke fun at the guy with like severe Asperger's, I can live without it. <laughs> Um, is that what it is? I've never seen it. <laughs> you're in a I just, place, I can mate. just tell I would place. absolutely hate it. <laughs> um, Sorry, if you're fans or... No, I mean, we've barely talked about football this pod. Um, <laughs> but yeah, within within Robinson's interview, he says... Um, and I was just so shocked to hear these words come out. Um, I thought I'd made a mistake. It was like, what? That... So when, when on the pod I was going, no, I think... I think, you know, it will it it will turn sort of better and I can see what he's going for and stuff like that. He's thinking, no, nah, it won't. <laughs> this is this is all wrong. Um yeah, it was unusual to hear. Um, so Liam, you asked a second ago, had I seen do you know, I think I've only seen the two minute one on Twitter. I wasn't Right, so there's a much longer one that yeah. I've clearly not seen. Right, okay. I don't know what you're referring to then. What's what's? Could you say that in more detail? Sorry. <laughs> um, he basically says that um, he thought he'd made a mistake, and there was a a game against Accrington, um, and I think at this game there was someone with a banner, but they put the banner up that said Robinson out, and then as soon as Robinson sort of appeared by the pitch they took it down um so are you are you, are you saying that he thought he'd made a mistake when he first came to oxford yeah um well oh, okay and when he was at this game this is the specific memory he's talking about um after the game he knew that the fans were annoyed but when he looked across to the fans made eye contact with someone and he he says that all he could see coming back was hate and as he got back on the coach he thought I've I've ruined their football club. This is my fault, and sort of beat himself up about it. And he does actually, um, he does talk about the fact that after some games at the beginning, he publicly hung people out to dry, which we discussed on this pod. But he also, but whilst he did that internally, he was fully blaming himself, which right, is a, okay. a really odd thing to to do for one thing. But quite refreshing to hear now that he acknowledges that maybe just going, well, the players didn't do what they were told, wasn't the best thing to say at that time. Yeah. Um, do you know, he, he he's an interesting guy, isn't he? Because he, I mean, he's been with us now, what, two and a half years, which isn't really that long to be in a job. I mean, in football, it's an it's an age. But um, but it, it, it kind of feels like we've watched we've seen him kind of mature quite a lot. And I say that as someone who's 12 years his junior, <laughs> but um, it kind of feels like he's, uh, yeah, it, certainly in his interviews, I just remember, I seem to remember when he was first with us, his interviews just seemed to be chaos. It was just, we're getting this player and that player and we've talked to him and talked to them and this person did that. And, and it was just kind of a scattergun sort of thing. I was like, what is going on in this interview? Um, but it, it, certainly in the last year, he seems to be a lot more kind of measured and he, he doesn't really um, go for that approach anymore. Yeah, um, and I think often, it, like a few times we've seen games where he's thought, I'm just going to stay sat in the dugout. 
I'm not going to yeah. stand at the edge of the box. I'll leave that to Faz last season or, you know, it'll be Shorty or, or Moose this season. Because um, it was Moose or Mackie occasionally last season as well. But, yeah, mm. it seems some games he's like, the ref won't won't take to this kindly, so I'm going to sit back. Um, mm. So I think he's he's learning as he goes, which is good. I, I, do you know what's also an interesting thing is that uh, with that thing I think about him being sort of too emotional in certain situations, it actually only, it's quite hypocritical with me because it only really works one way. I love it when we do well or we get a last minute winner and he goes mental. I think it's amazing, <laughs> which if I'm going to be of the opinion that he shouldn't be, you know, sort of crazy or really low when we lose publicly, I can't sort of hope that he'll be really happy when basically I want to what is it have my cake and eat it yeah (laughs) yeah I want that (laughs) yeah I I get that um and I think at least now when we do um have a bad game or whatever and he talks afterwards um a few times he's just gone really quiet um or he will say one thing but yeah at the beginning as you said earlier there were some really scatty things where He'd be asked about the defending and he would go, uh, yeah, I mean, that wasn't very good. But when you're, you know, 12 minutes in and a winger gets taken out, what's going to happen? Because um, the ref's mm. not giving it. You're like, well, yeah. that's nothing to do with what we're talking about. Why are you talking about a referee indecision at a completely yeah. different point in the game? And like, then he would talk about, um, oh, we're still waiting to hear back from the sponsors about this. And um uh, and we don't know if yeah. this player's coming in on loan or whatever. And you're like, just one thought at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which and you seems know, best after, after that Wimbledon game, um, I think it was Nathan Cooper interviewing him and he asked him about... Um, it, I think Nathan made a fairly positive remark about the game, about Oxford's performance. And Carl's immediate response was something like, well, this time last year we played Solihull and we only got a draw there or something like that. So look how far sort of advanced we are. And and you, you're right. You immediately thought, Carl, 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 nobody's having a go. Don't need <laughs> to go down that road. Nobody was doing that. And then the rest of the interview was kind of the, 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 the Carl that we prefer from the kind of last year and year and a half or so where it was more measured and... So I guess it still creeps back in sometimes, but but hey, the guy's a legend already. So there we go. Well, I I think <laughs> I've said this on the on the pod before. Have you ever been in, interviewed by selfie before a game or uh-huh, at yes. halftime or anything? Yeah. yeah, he does this amazing thing where he will reference something at the beginning beginning of the question and be like, "So we're going um, four two three one today," um, and then he'll talk for a bit. And whilst he's talking for a bit. You're like, OK, so he's talking about formation. So I've got to talk about like, oh, maybe I'll talk about the fact that from four two three one you can easily change it to four four two by just dropping, you know, the centre guy forward and, and the wingers back a bit. So, yeah, I'll talk yeah. about that. I'll talk about, oh, we did that in that game. Perfect. I've got my answer. And then by the end of the question, he's gone. So do you think we need another winger? And you're like, oh, oh no, oh, oh, God. oh, what do I do? So you turn yeah. the question completely round. So maybe that's what Cal did. <laughs> he, he had an answer in his mind and it didn't matter what the question was. He was just saying, sully mm-hmm. hole we drew. <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to realise. That's not quite what I was trying to say. He, he's now managed more than 500 matches and he's not 40 yet. It, it's a hell of an achievement. If you kind of think about managers who've done a thousand matches, then you're looking at people like, you know, Harry Redknapp, Jim Smith, I think has done that. Dennis Smith might have done 
Ferguson probably. But you're looking at managers who who were who'd been in the game for you know like forever that have always been in the game. He's you know he's he's managed now well you know well over 500 matches before his 40th birthday. You kind of think if he if he keeps the enthusiasm which he's clearly got for football, he loves it. You know if you if if you've ever met him and talked to him, he's he's so enthusiastic about everything to do with the football club and you kind of think he's going to do 2000 games quite easily it's it's a it's a phenomenal achievement for somebody that of that age i think he's saying earlier about he's he's kind of learning on the job i think you're right i think when he first came here we were kind of a little bit oh he's the gobby scouser from you know mk dons and that and it, it he has grown on people. I think he's he's mellowed a little bit and he's learning as as he will, you know, as a young manager still. You know, he's, if if he's not learning as he's going along, then he's doing something wrong because you, you you whatever field you're in, you want to learn and, and get better at what you do. And he's clearly one of those people that wants to do that, wants to improve himself in all, all sorts of ways. And I, I yeah, I, I think tying into a long contract is a is a is a good move because it it. it it allows him then to to sort of say to the players, look, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Stick with it, and we can we can develop as a club and a and a group of players and a and and be part of something. Yeah, and I think if you look at Liam Kelly, um, goes over to Feyenoord, Yap Stam gets um got rid of quite quickly, and then he's just sat in the reserves the whole mm. time, and that's why he's going elsewhere. So any potential signings, um. If they know that Carl likes them as a, a player, well, he's going to be there for four years, which puts them high up the pecking order for that amount of time. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's it's helpful. And, and something uh, Stevie Kinneborough said on the um, wasn't at the match one um, was that it also means that those in the dressing room who aren't in the first team have to now go, right, well, I've got to step up then. If he's not going anywhere, I've got to do something different in order to... So it pushes everyone on, and, and yeah, I think it's it's got to be a good thing. Um, I know you're not here yet, Fraser, but it's it's really, like demoralizing when you start looking at players or seeing players retire um and yeah look at players and go wow they're getting on a bit now and then you realize they're younger than you um i've now realized listening to simon i probably won't get to 500 matches by the time i'm 40 (laughs) crazy you've still got a chance but um what's it like when you start looking at managers and going oh they've managed for this many games (laughs) and they're still Fraser says oh you know carl robinson 12 years my senior well i'm 12 years carl robinson senior so i've got some weight he's got some way to go (laughs) Well, yeah. there we go. There we go. But that's, that's a diverse pod. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Uh, th- if I could change one thing about Carl Robinson, though, um, it well, this would be high on the list anyway, is him calling our fan base intelligent. We obviously, Oxford is very well known for its intellect, for its education, all of that. Um, but that doesn't mean our whole fan base <laughs> are intelligent. I've seen people pissing in a sink in Wickham <laughs> and like in the bins while smoking and then putting the fag out in it and, and just like, Oh, what is going on? What is happening? Yeah. 
Well, we're basically every fan base in the country, aren't we? I guess, oh, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I'm, I'm not saying we're worse than anyone. I'm just saying <laughs> it's not a load of people with pipes <laughs> and tear stalkers. No. Oh, this game is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... um. Well, you wouldn't get that in rugby, old boy. We're all... We're all... <laughs> We're all gentlemen there. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right, okay, let's talk about um, signings. Um, obviously, what, what, what's going to happen is exactly like the Rob Dickey situation. We're going to talk about, well, maybe we're going to sign this striker that looks like it's a done deal. And then before this actually goes out, we'll have done it. Um, so this striker, who do you think it is? A few names in and around it. Being Grig, Norwood, or uh, Winnell. Um, yeah, apparently you won't get better at this level. Well, didn't he say after the game um, on Tuesday when he was interviewed that it's not Will Grigg? Oh, there we go he then. He said something along the lines of, I, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's not Will Grigg, or something along those sort of lines. So I think we can perhaps rule him out. <laughs> I like it that it's still perhaps. Well, I would venture that Norwood's unlikely. Looking at the clubs that he's played for, I don't know. I just can't see it. The best you get at this level, he's played at, what, Forest Green and Tranmere. Mm. Um, yeah, I just don't see that as the the best you can get at this level. I mean, it might not be any of the, <laughs> the ones I mentioned. Um but I don't know. Well, the 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 Twitter name growing in the last sort of few days is Sam Winnell, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is, is the most recent one. Who I remember from the Scunthorpe season when they had a really good season. He was scoring the goals, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think he played uh, for Barnsley for a bit as well, didn't yeah. he? Score against yeah. us at Wembley. No, that was Hamill. Oh. Easily confused with Winnell, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, that's he was a, at Barnsley as well. Oh, sorry, yeah, he was at Barnsley, yeah, but I think it was Hamill who scored at Wembley, yeah. Oh, OK. Um, um, but yeah, similar names. You know, they got that all thing going up. What, no one cares about this. But no, <laughs> like, that, those are two teams that are proper standout teams. Um, like, I, that Scuns, the Scunthorpe season and that Barnsley season, they were yeah. absolutely wiping the floor with everyone um, and playing really good he, football. And I think he's he's still under thirty. I think he's twenty nine or um, so. Uh, but yeah, weirdly a free agent. How's that happened? <laughs> no idea. I mean, the wage cap must come into it a bit. But then, if he's signing for League One, then he's got to sort of accept yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So this kind of cut. Sorry, this kind of cuts into the signings thing. Um. But I was going to ask about the wage cap. Shall I bring this up later? No, you can go for it now. Well, well see now. I don't know if many people are in the same boat as me. I still feel like I don't fully understand this. So, is, is it what is it one? Of, I think it's probably one of these two. But see, can you guys tell me which it is? Because I honestly don't know. Right. So, is it that League One have come along, or the EFL have come along and said to League One clubs, this is how much you can spend on paying footballers each season. Pay, pay use that how you will. Or is it the rule is this is the maximum any single player can earn at your football club? I think it's the first one. It's the first one. Right. So we have a figure that that the club can spend collectively yeah. paying footballers for a season. And I think and so it's 2.5 million. 
Right. So say if mm-hmm. Oxford wanted to put a player, say if we had no players for just for argument's sake, and we signed a first player, we could put him on twenty grand a week if we wanted to, because it's under that, it would fit into that two and a half million thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, even though even, even that that's not going to happen, over. just that. I mean. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously we're not going to do that because then how many other players can you can you realistically sign? What I was getting at was, is there a figure that you, that you cannot pay a player more than, or is 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 there an amount each club can spend on their squad and they can spend it how they want? Here's what the EFL statement has said, and I'll I'll kind of paraphrase it. Um, a uh, the decision follows extensive comprehensive consultation. Um, fixed cap of 2.5 million uh, when calculating total salary spending the cap so that two and a half million includes basic wages taxes bonuses image rights agent fees and other fees and expenses paid directly or indirectly to registered players so it's a it's a pot it's basically what you can right. spend on the team is two yeah. and a half million quid okay so so basically any player can still earn any amount of money as long as you can pay that inside that fee inside that sum yes for for the next year right okay okay i see however things get kind of sticky when they when you've got teams paying um like sunderland are the prime example when they first came down they had a player on 35 grand a week didn't they um so had that been the case when this rule came in that player for the length of his contract is calculated at the average of a 22-man squad with that wage cap, which means if you um, if you sell that person, you can't redistribute his wage. You you've right. kind of only got that average to play with in terms of covering his wage. Right. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. I think so. I think so. So yeah. okay. I, I believe Rob Dickey was over the average, but in selling Rob Dickey to tally up and spend exactly the same amount as the budget counted as, we would only have that average salary. Right, okay. So let's say that um we just needed one more player and and Carl goes to Tiger and asks what's left and Tiger says 104 grand so we can't offer that guy more than two grand a week can we no right okay i'm with you okay um but i i believe loan signings under the age of 21 don't count is that right right okay it's something like okay that. which is why they're talking about the left back situation and uh you, you don't necessarily want to spend too much on that position when it's for a backup um, but maybe the striker and the winger is where you put the money. But I mean, he's obviously talked about the striker a lot. A striker a lot. It either means we're not that close with a winger, or he's trying to sort of um, distract the audience type thing. <laughs> Look and over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carl, so, Carl is a bit like that sometimes, isn't he? Sometimes pulls a surprise out the bag that we didn't expect. Or well, like that Liam Kelly signing. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's this French guy that no one's heard of. <laughs> yeah but um yeah i don't know it's it's yeah. but then a little bit of me kind of feels do you ever do you ever feel kind of a, li- a little bit guilty that we still want as fans we still want another player because i kind of feel like we've recruited really well um 
But I, of course I want another one. I always think, yeah, more, more, more. But then I always think, yeah, who's paying for that? Yeah. <laughs> Not me. But also you're going more. Uh, oh, let's get another player in. Let's get another player in. And then all of yeah. a sudden you've got this like, well, why is... Um, why is such and such not playing? Why is Cooper not playing? Oh, it's because mm. we brought in this guy. And yeah. you, you can't play both of them. Uh, why is Aji not playing? All of that stuff. You do have that like, oh, it's because we've actually got quite a good squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo-hoo. And, um, <laughs> it, I, don't know why, I don't know why we're taking part this year anyway, because Peterborough are already going to finish first, second, third and fourth. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they seem very excited about their new signing, but I've not heard of him. Am I alone with that? I don't know who he is. No idea. Oh. <laughs> but if, to be fair, if Ox, if it's not a player that Oxford are interested in, I don't know what's going on. You know, people talk to me about some right back in, in the Premier League, and I don't know what they're saying. What unless it's about? Bulldog. Yeah. Well, unless uh, actually, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell um, me more. It's him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simon, were you about to say something now? Well, it was about the, the, the signings and, and Messino in the interview after the game, uh, I think it was Tuesday's game, talking, they were asking him about whether he would play a lot this season, whether he would be signing a, a centre-half. And, you know, he said, it's, you kind of look at it and think, well, we perhaps do need an extra centre-half just to cover, uh, you know, I think we all hope Rob Atkinson, Elliot Moore is going to be a partnership for you know, for two or three, four years and, and is successful. But, I mean, you know, Messinio said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sort of there to play. Nico Jones can back up, but that's not many players. And if he said, if we don't sign anyone, you can guarantee two or three of us will get injured or suspended and we'll be struggling. But if we sign someone, we'll go through the whole season without injuries or suspensions. It's one of those sort of awkward ones where you, you're kind of getting players in in anticipation of something that might happen, but it might not, you, you know, and, it, and if it doesn't happen, then you sat there going, well, why is, why is so-and-so mm. not playing? Well, mm. because we've got a settled team and, and they're, they're playing well and nobody's injured and nobody's suspended. So it's a real balancing act, isn't it? It's, you know, it's not like playing championship manager and just piling in players. Well, no, because <laughs> I mean, then to be had. Uh, this player's injured for six months, right? Reload it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think the ideal situation is we get someone else in, probably on loan. Um, yeah. And then if Nico can go out on loan to a non-league club below a certain level, mm. we can recall at any time. Yeah. So I think that would be the, the dream scenario. But it, and, and we've still got a month for that to happen. So. Yeah. And we've got Sam Long. You know, Sam Long can fill in at centre. He started his his uh, kind of youth career as a centre half. Yeah. If it's if it's a couple of games because of suspension, then he'd do a perfectly good job there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Sam Long just someone you really want it to work out for? Yeah, yeah just, absolutely. I just I really want it to just because mm. he's always like he's always like uh, he's always gets into the team and then whoever's the manager at the time brings in another guy who goes ahead of him and then he kind of politely and like gracefully plays second fiddle and then gets his chance again and then happily goes out the team again when he gets replaced and oh he just really wanted to go well for him wasn't he starting under Appleton early on and and we played Sheffield Wednesday I've got a memory of him in a cup game up at Sheffield League Cup game early in the season at Sheffield Wednesday when he played and got injured and was out for the season or out for for a long time and it you're right his career has sort of been lots of 
not false starts because that's not fair on him because he's when he's played he's he's absolutely you know solid reliable gives everything and he, he's becoming a better player obviously he's you know he's getting older and, and and improving and you're right he's 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 a local lad i think we all want him to to have a really good career with us yeah i think one of the problems you look at that position and you go right under Mappy was starting um well it was was junior brown right back to begin with and then very yes, early on got ditched was. so in yeah. comes sam long plays really well you know when that that next player comes in who have we had joe riley was really good phil edwards yeah. was really good obviously bulldog uh ribs um sean claire in in this example and uh chris cadden as well um, yeah john joe kenny kenny yeah they're all really good players i didn't yeah. realize there were this many good right backs <laughs> <laughs> but we've really had sort of rubber the green with them and mm. Unfortunately, a lot of those, particularly with the style of play that that Map went for and and Carl goes for, it's very fast paced. So if you can get a slightly faster right back, um, and that's something that you know, Long isn't slow, but he's just not as fast. Um, he's not a wing back, is he? He's a he's a full back. Yeah. Uh, it, there's he's a, he's a great defensive full back. Yeah, and he's got a cross on him, but yeah. it's, it's the overlapping runs. He's not got that as as readily no. available. Um, but, I mean, it, he's awesome to have as like a... He can play left-back, centre-back, mm. right-back. I think he's played centre-mid as well. Um, so, yeah, a good a good player to have. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about a game of football, a league game of football. <laughs> this is the one that no one can go... Ah, it's not really... It, it's not really a thing, is it? Um, you, you can do it with the cup games. You can do it with, you know, so many others. But this is actually it. The season is beginning and we are playing against the X. <laughs> it was mutual. It was mutual. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah, he dumped us, but we were fine with it. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot, you know, we, we didn't want him to go, obviously. Um, you know, he, he went for, for, well, lots of reasons, I guess. The club at that time was a little bit in flux. And, and given the chance to operate in the Premier League, you're going to take it. You can totally understand that. Um, yeah, and he explained that quite well. And he did a different pod, didn't he, with, um, is it Joe Citrone? Um, he did a pod. Um, and it was it was really interesting to listen to it because he sort of asked him from a, a football point of view and not an Oxford fan point of view. Mm. So that, I, I mean, it's... It's interesting just to hear Map go, yeah, I knew that the club was going to get taken over. And so there was a bit of uncertainty and I'd done what I wanted to do. And it was sort of time anyway. Yeah, it was it was so Michael Appleton. Yeah, <laughs> it was so um, just measured and fairly calm and fairly sort of emotionless. And I don't know, I can't remember if this was when I, I might have talked to you in person about it, Liam, or I, we might have talked about it on a podcast. I can't remember. It was one of the two. But If it was in when, person, we were a safe distance away from each other and it will have been outdoors. We, we certainly were. Or it might have been pre-March 2020. Um, <laughs> um, but there was... I can't think what the game was where... I think it was when we played Lincoln um, at home. Was that was that Boxing Day or, or something like that? Um, and he was... Appleton was on Radio Oxford and was asked about like some of his memories from from here and uh, from Oxford and he kind of spoke about it um like 
with, with not really any emotion. And he even made a comment, like, because you could tell the interviewer was trying to push him for a, for some memories or something about, like, the Wickham promotion game and that season sort of thing. And he himself even kind of said, I'm not really a, an emotional person. I don't really carry sort of things like that with me or I don't really... I don't really work like that. And I couldn't help but listen to it and just be a tiny bit disappointed. A single because tear. In my, yeah, in my head, I wanted him to remember it like I do. But see, now maybe this is something we'll get with Carl that we never got with Map. That mm. he'll be overly emotional about past events. And Do you know I, something I love? So I'm going off on one now. No, something I, I love about Carl is that when we had... The playoff semi-final, I'm sorry to bring this up because we know what happened after Semi- that. Semi-final's pl- fine. That's true, that's true, yeah. The playoff semi-final at home, just after we won the penalty shootout, Carl was, was interviewed, I think it was by Chris Williams on the club website, and he just, one of the very first comments he said was, I'm gutted that no fans could be here because imagine if we had this place packed out this afternoon. And I loved that that was his first thought. Brilliant, you know, it's like he's one of us. <laughs> yeah, he's mentioned um, that as well in interviews recently, hasn't he? Where, when I say recently, in the last week or two, where he said, I think as football, as an industry, we've taken fans for granted. And we really now realise how important fans are to what the game is all about. So I think he... he you're right about him being him being over emotional, Matt being not emotional. I think there's a little bit of a, a sort of parallel there to to England managers. And um, we went from Kevin Keegan, who was very emotional, and everyone said, "Yeah, well, we need a tactician. We need somebody who knows about tactics." And then we got, um, you know, a tactician in in Spain, I think it was, and then it was like, "But he's not emotional. We we need a disciplinarian." So we, oh, okay, well we'll get Capello in. Yeah, but he's he's not. And we're always wanting what the yeah we want the kind of opposite of what we've got we want to you know we get a disciplinarian in and it's kind of like he's not emotional enough and we get somebody who's emotional he's like well he's not tactically aware and every manager has their has their pros and their cons and plus points and i think football being an emotional game if you if you can do the tactical side of it which clearly i think robinson has got you know he he does think very deeply about the game it's not just the right lads just get into them he does, you know, there's a there's a plan there, a way he wants to play, and and they look at it very methodically as well in the coaching setup and all the, all the sort of pre-match stuff they do. But there's also that emotional side to him that I think as fans we love that. Yeah, absolutely, and I think there's a really interesting point in something you say there that with every football club, it's a really it's a really interesting thing that no matter what happens off the pitch, no matter what the club do off the pitch everything is determined by what happens on it mm. like uh, i mean you often hear fans talk about and i don't think it's a wrong it's a, i don't think it's an incorrect statement but you often hear fans talk about in the appleton season the promotion one where how well not only was it on good on the pitch but how good the fan engagement was and things like that off the pitch now i don't doubt that but i think it's certainly helped by the fact we had a very good season on it yeah. you you imagine if we went down that year would anyone have been talking about fan engagement no one would have cared no, no, and it, because you'd have probably remembered it differently as well of course it would have absolutely been the same type of positive message that kind of thing going out and people would have reacted differently to it because they'd have been going well, I don't know why you're telling us to get behind the team. They're crap. They're losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, 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 you can put out positive messages if there's positive stuff going on. It's very difficult to do that if things aren't going well on the pitch because that you're right. That that's it. Really, is down to 
if it's good on the pitch, you can <laughs> your, your, your kind of message is is very easy because everybody's emotional state is is positive because of what's happening on the pitch. Yeah, I think sort of marketing within football must be really difficult because you like you can be the best marketeer in the world, yeah. but because of the results on the pitch, no one's turning up or mm. attendances aren't increasing or whatever it is. But that's that's the way of it. And yeah, you can do all this stuff. I think it's brilliant that we do all this stuff like the away programs. I think that's fantastic. The the media output, and I know we talk about Kath quite a lot. I think she's behind the what you missed at the game, where it's all the like players warming up and stuff like that, and different camera angles for the goals. All of that's phenomenal, and people will watch it if we win. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that's you know what I said it was not to sort of denigrate what the club are doing because they are doing brilliant stuff, um, and whether we win, lose, or draw, it they're their work rate is great and, and and the stuff that they're trying to do to keep fans entertained and, and, and informed and all of that sort of stuff is 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 brilliant it, and it so that comment wasn't as a, you know in a, in a way to kind of say it doesn't matter what they do but it, how the fans react to what they do is is mm. gonna is gonna be yeah absolutely different. i i didn't hear it that way i don't think it came across that way no, i no, just I sort of wanted to say that i agree <laughs> <laughs> and i could have just done that um Right, OK, so we are playing against Lincoln anyway. Um, I don't think it will be 6-0 again. Um, no, I mean, there are a lot of people's surprise package, aren't they, Lincoln? Um, and I, they've apparently recruited very well. Um, but in in, in that um, Joe Citroen podcast that you referenced, I think Appleton plays down their chances quite a lot, which is textbook him. Yeah. But um, he seems to think they'll they'll do very well if they can finish top half. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but um, I don't know. And it's it, it's going to be a great game, isn't it? It's going to be it's a good opener. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you put it solely right, so this is proper on the spot stuff. Um, if you put it solely down to who's the better tactician, who is going to win this game? Score draw. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh God. Oh, you're a bastard, Wake. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Well, I'm gonna go Carl because Carl's our man. Carl. <laughs> okay. Both, if it's a fist you, fight. Who's going to win? <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, tactician-wise, it's obviously fairly even. I would probably say Carl edges it. And I'm I'm saying that from a viewpoint of, if you look at the two, they're managing uh, sort of statistics, Carl's is better. And it's not just from picking better sides. Charlton weren't a steady bet when he took over. Um, and neither were we. So... Mm. Um, also, I bet I'm sure there must be something, a, a little bit of something there, because Carl knows the regard with which Map is still held by most of our fans, and I bet he'll want the little he'll 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 like he he'll really want the win over him. I mean, he wants to win over everyone. Every yeah, manager yeah. does, obviously. That's one of those stupid statements fans make. Oh, he wants to win this one. Yeah. But, oh, they wanted but, it more. No, they didn't. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say that though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say all of them. Don't worry about that. Yeah. What about but, um, so? Other than tactics, what about the strength of the squad? Who do you back? Oxford. Simon. Yeah, I'd back Oxford, but but that's not based on anything. 
really. That's from and, not knowing Lincoln. <laughs> well, yeah, it is because you kind of go back to last season, and at the start of last season, you know the the fairy tale that Sky now talk about Wickham in that wonderful, you know, they they they're constantly oh isn't it, isn't it wonderful what Wickham did oh you know, but but you go back to the start of last season and Wickham. I think they did. They only have nine players or something contracted yeah. at the start of pre-season, and they 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 had a, a salary a, a wage cut or a budget cut rather, and you know everybody's favourite to go down, and they've ended up getting promotion. I think that I know we've said it in the past that League One, League Two, there's there's a much higher chance of of teams not performing to their to their budgets you know you you look at Ipswich and Sunderland as as prime examples or Accrington and Wickham coming up the same year exactly yeah so I think at this level it's it's much harder to kind of predict with any sense of certainty where teams are going to finish and there's always that okay this season who's going to be this season's Wickham you know is it going to be Lincoln is it going to be Crewe is it going to be Northampton is it going to be Rochdale, it's good. It's I, so, I notice so who you're difficult. avoiding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so difficult to 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 get any sense of where how players are, and especially I think as well. I I've got the the list of in transfers that they've made, and I don't recognise any of the names. But that's that's Matt's way. Remember, yeah, but it's I think it's also the level we're playing at, there'll be lots of players that I've seen in opposition teams whose, whose name escapes, you know, we know, you know, certain players because they're always in our division or they've scored lots of goals against us, that kind of thing. But there'll be lots of players that we've perhaps seen and thought, oh, he's quite good, but there's no name recognition there. And so there might be a player in that Lincoln lineup who's played well against us in the past or is a decent player, but I don't know. That's me not doing my research. If I'm doing doing this properly, I should be knowing exactly. No, but then you you listen to Radio Oxford and they go, oh, it was him that scored against us for this team on that day. And and you go, oh, that was him. Yeah, he did look good. But they get paid. Yeah, it depends who's saying it on Radio Oxford. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, okay, so let's do score predictions. Um, I'm going to say 3 1 Oxford. Um, Fraser? 2-0 2-0 Oxford, Taylor, Taylor. Nice. Simon? I'm going to go 1-0. Okay. With a James Henry penalty. Cool. Cool. I mean, if any of those happen, I'll be happy. <laughs> My heart will be going mental if it's if it's yeah. yours, though, Simon. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Okay. So this is actually going to happen. It's actually going to be the season. Um but one thing I will say before we finish off, we will sort of have jokey digs at the other podcasts and stuff like that. If that's what the fans want, who are we to to disagree? But um, Give the public what they want. Basically. Yeah. That's the thing. But before I, I sign this off, I will say there are loads out there. There is obviously the BBC one. Oxford have um, have that sacked theirs off. I guess they've realised they'll always be inferior. Um, <laughs> there's Tut Manor, there's Thamesman, there's... Um, there's Joe's that that was mentioned earlier. Um, I don't know the name of that. I just just clicked for the the map one, but it was it was a great listen. Um, and there's the there's the original one. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, obviously there's our one. But I mean, if you're still listening at this stage, <laughs> uh, you might yeah, not yeah. want to listen again. But um, 
it's all really good to get into that that frame of mind of we're we're actually um about to have this season and and um we can't be there at the moment so just realize that there are so many people that are just as excited as you are um and just during this pod just talking to you guys i'm a lot more excited than i was at the beginning of it um so bring on saturday so what and what was our, our so our, our last league game was it march time then i guess um that we could go to yeah yeah it wasn't um, the, the playoffs it was the shrewsbury game the away yeah. game at shrewsbury God, I've wow. done Shrewsbury and Shrewsbury in, in the okay. course of <laughs> I noticed that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, okay, well, that's probably the lot, but we will talk next week. Um, with it being Saturday, Tuesday, I'm not sure we'll get it in between every single game, but um, we'll see what we can do, and we'll try and keep it all weekly. Um, hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.